Hey guys, before we start the show, I just want to give a quick shout out to another podcast. Welcome, dear reader, to Dispatches from the Armchair. There's so much news, and the world moves so fast. What are the big ideas and historical forces that are really shaping our world? Go deeper than the headlines with Dispatches from the Armchair. Welcome to the Speakeasy Podcast, part of the Pacific War Channel. Here we speak about history, but also silly things like anime, gaming, Godzilla and quite frankly while drinking profusely. Consider checking out the video version at the Pacific War Channel on YouTube, where Craig edits in the dumbest clips you have ever seen. Please check out our YouTube channel for Pacific War content also. Please grab yourself a drink and enjoy. Hey, welcome back to the Speakeasy podcast. The podcast that has finally figured out its official title. I think we're at episode five now. Episode five, Speakeasy, yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. So I am here yet again with a reoccurring face, Ian. Hello there. And a face many of you have seen from my other videos on the Pacific War channel, Eric. Hello. And for those who didn't hear the disclaimer at the beginning of the audio version of this, Please check me out on YouTube where you can see my episodes on the Pacific War and other goofy stuff that I might do, like playing Axis and Allies or something. Yeah, we gotta get on that again. I, nice Axis and Allies game, triple A. We totally, like I said, it's, it's gonna happen eventually. If this gets popular enough, we can do an episode where we're either playing live Axis and Allies and doing the podcast or we're watching a Watch game. Watch have like the board laid out. Like, oh yeah, I mean, that actually would make sense. I'm on board with that. Like, Triple A, the great thing about it is it makes the game convenient and easy to play, and you play from your own home and whatnot. And it cuts the time to, by tent. Like. You don't have to set up the board, because that was always the thing with uh, Axes and Allies. You spend at least an hour to two setting up that board. Oh, and most importantly, someone can't flip the board upside down when they get angry at losing. Nope. Dude, that's not a roll. If it's not in the box, it's not a roll. We adhere to Pewaukee United Monopoly Association dude, regulations. Whatever, dude. You change the regs, you change the game. There's a reason. We have rules. Regulate that. No, none of us ever did that. We certainly got uh, I, on I each don't, other's I, 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 I think I remember a few times I did that when I was younger. <laughs> oh my god, remember the first time we played Axis and Allies and you trolled it was us? The, it was the Europe one, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you took I, Germany, you didn't I tell us how to Ger- play. Yeah, and... <laughs> I was Germany, I read the rule book and I let you guys figure it out. <laughs> and and we, we, we wondered why that, no, the, that board no, got flipped upside down half the time. You can't do that. And like, all of a sudden I had this massive German Navy, <laughs> I'm invading Russia, oh, England's being invaded, like just it, it, all over the it, place. It was like Monopoly on crack. It, it made no really sense. Was that it, first game that we played probably was not by the rules. That's another good thing about AAA, though. They have all these different versions with better rules. It does the rules for you, so yeah. like you can't exploit it. Oh, yeah. like Somehow Germany has like five aircraft carriers, because that made a lot of sense. That happens. I, <laughs> yeah, they I had the, the Richthofen <laughs> and uh, what was that, the, the prototype? To the uh, Graf Zeppelin, I think, was one of them. <laughs> The Graf Zeppelin, it, it did go out to sea at one point when the Soviet Union blew it up. Oh, yeah. 
I forgot about that. They're like, oh, this is a really nice aircraft carrier. Oh, let's put it out to sea and shoot at it. Target okay, practice. wait, wait, wait. So would that Graf Zeppelin go up against that ice aircraft carrier the British were trying to build oh, in northern the Canada? The Chinook something, something, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did you ever hear about this? They thought as a cheap alternative to aircraft carriers, they're going to take this, it's, it's a, they call it something, it's wood and ice yeah. together, and they would take this big thing and then they would use it as an aircraft carrier across the Atlantic. Wood and ice together, yeah. like yeah. basically creating a barge? And then no, there's a, a fully okay. functioning aircraft carrier, you know, planes going on and off and everything, hangars and everything just made out of ice, just like the ice castle in, in Quebec, but on water. Maybe put some I mean, AA cannons on there. It sounds like See a lot of moving parts that would easily get melted. <laughs> yeah. well, what, but you know they made one in Canada. It was yeah. uh, where was the like lake? All of a sudden, like they're they're called into an engagement in like let's say like the South Pacific or somewhere where the water is like <laughs> warmer. Oh, sir, we can't go there, sir. <laughs> there's a bunch of melt. there's a bunch of goddamn seals on our aircraft carrier, and they're everywhere. <laughs> they're, they keep going through. They don't respect. Any chain of command, they're going into our barracks. These polo bears don't respect our borders. <laughs> but technically, the first one that was made would have been Canadian. We would have been the one with it. Are you sure? But wouldn't it still be British? Because it was just commissioned by the British, but, but everything was made in Canada. Because that was Britain's production hub. Actually, yeah, um, majority of Spitfires in World War II, yeah, Lancasters came shipped out them of over uh, to Canada. Yeah. Well, UK was getting bombed all the time. Oh, you guys want to hear something funny? I had to, as you both know for another project, I had to compile a list of aircrafts. And I was looking at the list of, you know, American, Japanese, and British, because we're talking Pacific War. And I noticed there was one aircraft that said it was Australian-made. Can you guess what the code name of it was? Aussie? Boomerang. <laughs> Oh, oh, that makes sense. It's the most Australian aircraft name I could ever think of. Hey, but if, if I was trying to think of like an Anzac joke, I, I get nothing. Oh, like uh, Gallipoli wasn't that bad. Get over it. Mm. <laughs> Jokes. Mm, touchy. No, I mean, when it comes to how, how much the British Empire screwed you over, India top, top, always like top of the list. No. I, they get screwed the most. They, I feel like it's being overblown that, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, England really never did anything wrong in India. But if you had to the pyramid list, like... <laughs> Dirty colonizers. <laughs> in, in India, gets for sure, they got screwed over yeah, the most. Yeah, uh, so much so. And then, I don't know, Anzac is before us, for sure. Like, we yeah. we don't get screwed yeah, as much uh, as Anzac. Yeah. Well, uh, let's look at World War One. Like, Canada's remembered for Vimy Ridge and uh, uh, Passchendaele... Uh, the Somme front, like we we were there. Yeah, and but then, they got Gallipoli. Then, <laughs> to be honest, what, Gallipoli was the, it was imagine not moving more than forty high, yards high command off a had beach. dedicated for the Anzac forces, and what they're really known for is the siege of Gallipoli, and like that's a terrible tragedy. Like that's, but you can't even call it a siege. I feel like the people being besieged were the besiegers in that <laughs> one. <laughs> and let's not forget World War Two. The Aussies, the Anzac, get to go in both theaters. And they got to do jungle warfare. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Aussies the had a... malaria and other. There was there's one island. The even strange diseases that pop up. But... They call it like the island of death. The Japanese called it, mm -hmm. and everyone was dying of like poison, water, malaria, all that crap. And oh goddamn. Yeah, I gotta uh, I gotta agree. They... Nothing like a good jungle climate, right? Yeah. All right. So before we started this, we were actually having a huge argument, which was going nowhere about. What is like, I don't even know how you would say it. What's the best Pacific War movie? Well, yeah, best Pacific War film. Uh, but are we talking entertainment? Or There's no criteria. Talking? We're just passionate. We're like, we're the opposite well, like, of Ben Shapiro. Stick, okay, uh, Holly, Hollywood film, you know, or, or Bollywood, whatever. 
Bollywood. I'm just. I'm, I'm, <laughs> wait, 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 I'm, I'm going to edit I'm this. Not lim- I'm not limiting it to like Western uh, cinema. Like it's just. I'm just saying it's cinema. It's uh, true. So Best quite, war film is Russian uh, made. A documentary, so. but you know, a film for cinematic purposes. Uh, so, like, my argument was Torah, Torah, Torah. The the famous Battle of uh, Pearl Harbor and uh, made in the '70s, and this is like it it's probably up there is as a de facto like this is the way war films should be made to the fact to the point. No embellishment of drama within the characters. Uh, uh, like uh, it, its counterpart, I would say, like uh, more modern day Pearl Harbor film with like. The film Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck. And are we really <laughs> putting this anywhere near this list? Yeah, I, 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 I really can't because even do this is two. Comparison. These are these are two films about Pearl Harbor. One is you get maybe thirty minutes of action at the end, but it's three hours of romance. And well, I think we, we creating, need to talk about creating that. drama about characters that are, that frankly didn't, never yeah. existed. It's are not are based you on saying history. the movie Pearl Harbor when those planes flew through and you got that all American baseball game going on at 6 a.m. You got those boy scouts. 6 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> those boy scouts happily doing some type of troop activity. Some lady is <laughs> lining clothes on the hangar. Japanese guy's taking the shit out of his cockpit <laughs> on the ground. All like, before the sun has even risen. You know. And meanwhile, the entire Navy isn't at their post yet because it's Sunday morning. But, oh, God forbid, you know, the boy scouts are out playing baseball. <laughs> yeah. so A baseball ready, game is going on, apparently. Either of you see that... Stance were full also. <laughs> Either of you see that it was it was like a low budget Indianapolis film. We, I think Nicholas Cage. I'm pretty sure Nicholas Cage was that in Indianapolis. Yeah, you know, the disaster sunk, where it had a nuke on it, didn't it? No, they they had brought the uh, the nuclear material. Well, the the Enola Gay was. Oh yes, yes, with um. And all uh, the sharks ate. Yeah, Nicholas like, Cage is in yeah, it. Nicholas Cage, yeah, Nicholas Cage. He's the commander. Um, of the... It's more of like um, a survival. Well, yeah, because oh, yeah, a bunch of sharks started eat. eating all the people. It's the the story from Jaws of the guy, the old guy, gives them about like you know a thousand men went in the water and all the life jackets on. I'll never wear a goddamn life jacket again. Well, they uh, they they tried to tear um, uh, his character apart in the like afterwards uh, in the film if I believe correctly and they had uh, the Japanese uh, captain of the submarine that that hit him with the torpedo and brought him down and because the Navy Department was throwing him under the under the bus that he's the reason that the ship went down whereas like the Japanese captain like at the defense and this is after the war uh, said like no there was no way the Indianapolis was getting out of our sight like even with them doing the zigzags. Well, it was actually yeah, I remember, a I, 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 I remember seeing that. He said he, he made because they, they uh, dispersion had, of torpedoes they the in a way that even if he was turning, yeah. he was going to be hit by a torpedo because they, they, they shot them off they in a way that They had Indianapolis on the secret mission uh, uh, dropping off, was it like Fat Boy? Or, or it was one of, either material or a nuke itself. But it was, uh, the, it was the nuke itself. They were coming back it, from bringing... Yeah, so they had the bomb to the location yeah, that the Enola Gay would have taken it. Yeah. Okay. But so, it, but was, it, was, uh, it was an off the books. Uh, yeah, they were returning home. Off the big, okay. uh, off the books uh, mission, and they're returning home alone, zero escort vessels, and that in dangerous territory. Which seems pretty and, much like an oversight on the fact that this is the U.S. military end of World War II. It had thirty aircraft carriers. I'm pretty sure it could have spared a few destroyers. And to Japanese submarines home. only recently, probably by that point, were actually hitting convoys. Right? <laughs> yeah, they, they never did. They the didn't... whole time they were going after uh, military, military targets. Because 
of all the things to be a stickler about, it's so funny the Japanese were like, no, it's dishonorable to attack convoys. Like, are you serious with when everything have, else you're doing? When you have U.S. And submarines purposely just sinking, ramming their convoys. They're just like, you know what? A lot of our transport shit doesn't get to any of the islands. That's funny. <laughs> what's happening? It's like 20% makes it at this point. Hmm. Which is, you know, that that's ironic. You think about it, like, to this day, like, the, Jap the Imperial Japanese Navy is, is known for their kamikaze pilots and that. And it's in, in the... But it's always against military targets. Kind of, like, in targets. a dishonorable way in that, oh, you know, like, those crazy Japanese, like, kamikazeing Another uh, thing about Pearl right? Harbor. The whole thing, the planes going in, strafing all the civilian populations over and over again. Oh, by the yeah, hospital. yeah. <laughs> Not, it never, there was no single record ever in yeah, war. It's a, you know, it was, was it Michael Bay who made... Yeah, it had to be Michael. It was, it was. I think yeah. it was one of Michael Bay's like first. I'm surprised like a Japanese fighter didn't launch a car at them and then explodes <laughs> on like a population of a base. Yeah, a baseball game with like the scattered overlook with the sunshine that he's always known for, and then all of a sudden bad boys come out like, oh shit, it's well, on. And, <laughs> That's what we need. And to also, Will John, Smith just come out and he just takes and, his glasses off. And he's like. It's they finished no, they finish like, that movie just off. Got real. <laughs> they finished that movie off with Josh Hartnett and Ben Affleck being in the Doolittle raid and going down <laughs> yeah. in China. And, uh, Josh Hartnett or Ben Affleck, one of them is it Alec, Alec Baldwin? Yeah, no, he has to raise uh, his best friend's son, even though they both love the same woman. <laughs> Can we just go back to the Pearl Harbor and like, like, like Tora, Tora, Tora? It's straight to the point. It's about. Pearl Harbor. It's you know what it made it better? Of that day leading up to it, Yamamoto, his, his, uh, his sneak attack plan, all those. The beginning was good with like the Japanese war planners and the little lake and they had the yeah, ships yeah, yeah, and they yeah. were showing how. I'm like, oh, that's cool and all that, but fuck, that movie was. But <laughs> Tora 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 did the same thing. With real like, In the 70s, yes. Midway, too. I gotta say, Midway, it had entertainment value galore. And also, it was relatively about, uh, accurate. Because there was a lot had, of... Yeah. It was actually pretty had, spot on. They've had a couple Midway films already. Like, there was another one in... Uh, yeah, there's one uh, biography in Isoruku, uh, and it's Japanese-made film where they covered Midway. But there's also another, like, Hollywood uh, Midway film that they came out in the 70s. Because that was, like, the golden era Yeah, of, uh, that films, one's actually from know, the... I think it's even like from the Patton, 60s. Tora, 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 like... Oh, Patton's such a good film. But you have to be ready for a long sit down with Patton. Mm -hmm. You guys haven't seen this film for sure, but I had to watch um, 55 Days in Peking. Because yeah. uh, next, I don't know when this comes out, but my next episode on the YouTube channel audience is going to be uh, The Boxer Rebellion. And uh, the 1960s had such great films because while most of the cast in the background are Asian, the prominent Asian figures are actually played by random white people with weird makeup. Made for an interesting yes, uh, film. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the Dowager Empress Shishi is like an old woman, and like her makeup makes her like eyes go. Uh, it's, anyways, it's a different time. It's a different time. But uh, it's great to see the American like gunslingers like shooting down the Qing forces and the boxers. But so you mentioned Midway uh, as your film. Like you're you're talking about the. Well, new are you one saying Midway's your top? Yeah, I would it was, say it was a good well, film, but. I was like, like any Hollywood film, like they throw in extra drama, like uh, uh, McCluskey, like Matter McCluskey, uh, his life, and, or his wife and his yeah. kids and stuff. But. but it took up so little time of the film. Most of yeah. the film was actually it's operational, like to the viewing point. the operation yeah. and 
how they attack. Yeah, they over-dramaticize a lot of the scenes in that, but well, one name thing, one movie that one hasn't thing that, that. I, One thing I noticed in the film, and which I love, is when they're on the Yamato and they're having their, their mock-up war game with the, the big board yeah. in front of yeah. them, and uh, we were talking about AAA, but one of the things that um, they did in these war games is they would roll dice. Yeah, yeah it's it was, chance. Yeah, it's it was the game. chance factor, and uh, one of the subordinates had the idea that the Americans are like. What if they know and they're. What if they know and the carriers are coming from this way? And in the film, they show, uh, I think it was Nagumo who who got upset. It's him with his senior advisor with him, yeah. What actually happened that day, it was Yamamoto who got upset because he had put everything into the plan already. And there was no. To him, there was no chance that the plan could fail. Because it was either it works or it doesn't work at all. There was no in-between. So yeah. the subordinate coming up with this chance factor of the carrier... He said, we can't have the plan if that no, happens. Yeah. Like, There's they, no way this operation can yeah. commence if what you're saying occurs. He goes, then we can't do this. And, and he's like, we're already... And we're going to be... Yeah. In, they're going to be in radio we're silence We're not factoring for that. So, I mean, uh, to me, like, that is... Uh, that's very short-sighted. Well, no, they, 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 well, they, they definitely embellished the Yamoto. Yeah. Like, they, they really did put Yamoto on this, like... Oh, pinnacle of the greatest person in well, world. They've won world. every single engagement. The, Even Coral Sea, they thought the was Horatio a half victory. Horatio Nelson of the Japanese Navy. Then. Yeah. Even Nagumo, up until Midway, had a perfect record technically. Yeah. But also, this was prior to World War II tactics and logistics. Like, World War II changed everything once it but I did, commenced. I did like how the Midway film. It's not Same. just Midway. They show Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Then they show like this, this uh, uh, Coral the, Sea. Uh, Coral Sea. Uh, yeah, uh, the Enterprise showing and up. The, and the, the, the American torpedoes. New York <laughs> Town <laughs> was useless. They away. were so useless. That was so true because mm. it brought up that American technology prior to like World War II was so outdated. Can you imagine how many of the guys in those torpedo planes in Midway alone yeah. died <laughs> shooting duds and, like at well, these ships? Yeah. The characters themselves. So the, you, you got your, your big three in there. You have... Um, uh, I mean, obviously uh, Nimitz. You have uh, Halsey, and then you, later on Spruance and oh, commanders! I like ships. yeah, the commanders themselves, uh, the, these top uh, these top admirals in the U.S. fleet. And Halsey had a skin disease. They actually at the portrayed time. them. Yeah, portrayed them very well. Uh, no, I, I didn't like say Halsey too, the acting being, was. Halsey was known for being, you know, that ballsy, very in-your-face personality, type, and like then, Patton almost. Uh, yeah, you, you know, just like, like a pattern on pattern the of the sea. But then, just like, the then of the they scene. then they showed uh, Admiral Spruance, and Spruance yeah. was a very uh, like even though his uh, his career is later linked with Halsey, uh, both sharing um, the Fifth Fleet, the well, Seventh this Fleet, was him when it's under up. Spruance. But Spruance is like a polar opposite of Halsey's character, where Halsey is uh, very brunt and in your face. Spruance is calm, collected, a thinker, a listener. And they showed that in the film, like when uh, Nimitz and Spruance and are coming up with the midway plan and just uh, like how to the characters they actually are portrayed. It's uh, very, very accurate. And uh, that is something that to be appreciated in a film, especially a Hollywood film, recent Hollywood yeah. films, because usually they would embellish yeah. characters. So I, I have to pick a film, I guess. Um, so I get uh, our criteria is like how accurate the film is then. I, well, I thought, well, so, I was just going off what I generally... Obviously... A good war, a good war film yeah. has to be accurate. The most sorry, accurate really. Pacific war film, me being a specialist, of course, is the film, uh, translated in English, it's called My Way, 
where a group of Koreans who are put into, you know, the Japanese army have to fight at um, the battle on the, um, it's on the borderlands of Mongolia. They fight the Russians and they end up getting taken prisoner by the Russians. And then for, they end up fighting for the Russians at Stalingrad. And then they get taken prisoner by the Germans, realize they were originally fighting for the Japanese. So then they get sent to D-Day to defend against the uh, D-Day invasion. It's the most accurate film you've ever, I'm joking, of course. But uh, if you've ever, have you ever seen this film? Nope. Okay, so technically, there's some legitimacy to this. There was a bunch of Korean fighters who were found at D-Day, you know, some of the bunkers. And they were like, well, when the Allies were taking over, they're like, well, where'd you come from? You know, like, what's going on? And they, there's this crazy like a, story. Like a swap program. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it is what it, apparently it is what, like, happened in the film. Although the film is so much more dramatic. Like, they end up at Stalingrad, so it makes no sense. But they were at Dole, um, I was at Dole, Kalin, the battle where you know the Russians stomped the Japanese. You're going to say Dol Guldur, but that's yeah, they fought at Dol Guldur against the Witch King. Uh, the Witch King of Angmar had come over, and uh, of course the necromancer Kel Sapriz. It was uh, it was Sauron, um, aka uh, Donald Trump, I guess. And <laughs> but yeah, no. If I had to choose a film, I mean, because you guys already took the good ones, I would say it's the combination of. Braveheart. Flag of Our Fathers and Letters of Yojima. Yeah, like, uh, the the two films made by because it was uh, special. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, because Flag of Our Fathers, the American point yeah. of view of Yojima, and then uh, Letters from Yojima, the Japanese perspective. And like, I think they filmed it at the same that's time. A, that's a yeah, uh, same time. I think they were a year separated, like in release time. But uh, that's a nice duality for for a film. Mm -hmm. Has that it's been really done? Cool. Yeah. Like that would be like let's say you you have a D-Day film from the Allies' perspective and then D-Day from the German perspective. You think about the bravery, the heroism that happened here. It's just humbling. Men younger than us, boys, really. Just boys trying to fight off an American invasion. I, I was talking about the Americans. Uh, the Germans were brave too. Less brave, maybe. Also, all, also, all those brave boys fighting in D-Day. Oh boy, yeah. Those Americans going into those bunkers. Oh, but the Germans, they were brave too. They were defending their country. <laughs> Klaus, who are you talking about? Oh, that, 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 <laughs> such such brave, brave young boys. Such brave young men fighting for the fatherland. <laughs> oh my god. The Germans are brave too. <laughs> uh, that could have gone a different way too. Like, um... There were so many like factors involved in why like the the Allies were so successful in D-Day, and like what the the major one is the the German commanders like Rommel wasn't even present there, and Rommel had made it a point that he wanted to be present at all times, and they just never. And him. the he, idea he was, to hold he back. Was in, he was in Germany for uh, his wife's birthday, or it was something strange like Weren't that. Weren't they going? When did they kill him? When did they tell him to kill himself? Wasn't it close to that period? No, it was a little oh, later. That was, was, uh, was uh, uh, that movie Valkyrie. Late, also, yeah, it wasn't a bad movie. Tom Cruise. Funny oh, fact: God. He, he he wasn't even allowed. Not, they filmed it in it's Germany, not proven, but Tom Cruise wasn't allowed to yes. see Scientology. So yeah. they had to digitally <laughs> edit his. 
um, figure into every scene. So they he filmed everything. In yeah, Poland. but let's be honest, it's not hard to edit in like a five foot five person. You know? It takes that that. But, much but just <laughs> that is dedication to a film. You film everything in Germany, all the scenes in Germany, and then you have your main actor film by himself in Poland, and then just oh add in God. that footage whenever needed. And Romo was allegedly involved in the Valkyrie. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's not confirmed or that. It's apparently and, he might have known about it and yeah. just didn't do anything. But there were a lot of like top German military command who were aware of. Like, well, and well they, they just wanted plot. to play, they weren't they stupid. play they, it off. How can I get the best deal with the Allies yeah. when they Because they, they knew the second that the Russians started pushing them back, they're like, well, shit, we've lost. Even they all said it in the very beginning. I just did some research on it. Goering and all that, Goebbels, when they did that. Oh, they absolutely When, when Britain declared. Yeah, make, no, make terms with the Western Allies, not with the Soviets. No, no, no. Uh, but I'm, I'm talking 1939 when they got the declaration from the UK. It was Goebbels and Goering who were in the parliament, and they looked at each other, and it's recorded as them saying, bloody hell, if we don't win this war in the first year, we are done. Because the UK had just declared war on them, and so they knew that they only had a limited amount of time. So put in the general's mind, by 1944, they all knew, well, like, the, shit, uh, we're going to lose any the, second. The deputy Fuhrer, uh, what's his name? Again? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, brazen thing. I'm going to go his get nice his, his night flies crew, to Scotland. Yeah, flies into Scotland, lands in a guy's field, is, I'm spends, here to talk to Churchill. the rest of his <laughs> life in, in jail. Yeah, you know he fell down a bunch of stairs and that was his death? It's, like, it's so bizarre. Well, he was like, what, 91? So... Yeah. yeah, he flew into Scotland to sue for peace. Like Because like, he knew, what was it, a duke of one of yeah. the, like, the regions? At some of party, he, he, yeah. he had and a he conversation. Th and he actually believed that Britain was still built in a royal fashion where the duke spoke well, to the king. The, and uh, yeah. the abdicated king... Um, uh, had, uh, a uh, had a friendly relationship what was it, with uh, Henry VIII. That's, that's messed up, eh? Because I mean, we all. Do you, do you watch The Crown? Yeah. The Crown yeah, went into that, and yeah. I was like, ooh, this is some dirty stuff going on here. But it's politics. Like, uh, in hindsight, we're able to see, like, the. Uh, Adolf Hitler and his sycophants is evil, but back then that was not common knowledge. That was just. This is just another government that sprang up in Europe. Uh, nobody. Knew that they well, evil or what? Well, and a lot of people most people didn't trust Nazi Europe. Like they what they didn't rumors. like, they, what they didn't like actually, it really wasn't the whole Jewish thing. What they didn't like was the enforcement of the brown shirts and like kind of the stamping down of democracy because they yeah. they basically, I mean, it was really it was, open. It was a militarized yeah. society. Yeah. Not Remember just militarized when uh, Wilson at the end of World War One. He said the U.S. was going to defend democracy around the world. Oh, yeah, he really did a good well, job yeah. promoting the 14 we could, points yes, and yes, walking we, off. Well, we could in, get into the whole the reality This is not supposed to be a history podcast. They, well, yeah, no, Wilson, he brings in, uh, like, creates the League of Nations, and then Congress um, votes uh, that America will leave the League of Nations. Like, that's a great, you know, uh, starting point for world democracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the... This stuff yeah, is not Wilson a good example was a, no, of But Wilson was elected out of office. When he was in office, he really did believe yeah, in. He was defended he, democracy around uh, the globe. He, he failed at it. Like I can't we can't argue that. But sort of the worst I, yes, I don't think he's worse presidents. I, I, I do agree. People who don't know their history who go on about, oh, he's so great. Like he's like the if you want to argue any president was a racist piece of shit, that guy. Yeah. No, like, no, oh I, I, we we could get into a huge podcast. I don't know how why Wilson was private. What, what's it? He had a private premiere of the Ku Klux Klan film in the White House. Even that's at when, that time, it's messed uh, up. To that's have that when, going uh, on. yeah, 
That's when statistically the Democrats and the Republicans changed because uh, the Republican was well, the great uh, switch. usually voted in in the North and the Democrats were the rural Southerners. And that's when the, the switch the happened. Flip yeah. You know, if Teddy just took as a third party member, what was it? The Moose Party? The Moose Party. <laughs> uh, Teddy, you, Teddy could have saved everybody. And we all know in a parallel universe where War of the Worlds happened that Teddy he, Roosevelt in a mech suit would have saved us. When Teddy Roosevelt uh, was, president, was president, he was president as a Republican. Yeah, but after he did his, yeah, for his yeah. two terms, he went through. And he didn't have to. There was no law stopping him from yeah, doing no, it. That was only Roosevelt in the 30s brought into law that... Uh, yeah, why didn't Teddy there, just run as another... There were so many things he didn't like Roosevelt the, uh, Teddy wanted to do. Like, it's just him being president, again, was not one of his priorities. Why have a big world war when you can have a lovely little war, as he would have said? Okay, so we got our, our, our three films. We need uh, to stop talking about history. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, do we want to dive in? Okay, I just had one question, because it is pertaining to history of films. If in 1980, the USS Nimitz, with specifically two Sheen commanders, went back in time to World just before Pearl Harbor, and they weren't losers who made a, a film where they didn't take on the entire ice hand. Well, well, before you say we talk in Final Countdown, because... I think anyone who has seen that movie will admit it was It has promise. Uh, like every I remember like so everyone excited. Looked, everyone looks at the cover of that film, there's a, a, an oh F my god. There's an F fourteen Tomcat there, you're like, oh my god. And Tom every Cat's single scene you're just waiting, like they're just building it up every scene. They're just blow away the kid getting up and yeah, even saying we're nuclear, gonna defend what the US. What, what do you get? Charlie Sheen and his actual dad bickering over time travel and Two people randomly get left on an island, and they did the one thing you're not supposed to do: make a lot of money off of the future. Well, no one talked on? about that. Just like a hot tub time machine, they they they, they, oh, they yeah. pulled a Lugal and created some random investments that well, was really it, tipped the power was in their favor. Basically, just like a love story between a Japanese <laughs> really? pilot and an, uh, uh, an American there, there girl on the ship there. and. Yeah. But like what that it, was half the whole movie was there just they like, shoot down like what two zeros two two F fourteens come and shoot with their air to air missiles two a super a super aircraft carrier audience this is the this is the premise of the film summarized easily nineteen eighties super aircraft carrier goes back in time just before the attack on Pearl Harbor and doesn't even do anything to stop the. IGN. So, no, this, they okay, tried to, and this weird circular storm, they're like, sail, full speed, so and this weird storm comes and engulfs them. Let's plan out the, the movie as it should have been. As it okay, should have been. so, you have the Nimitz there in front of Pearl. It's December 6th, I guess. Yamamoto's uh, like, I didn't plan for this. What? <laughs> what? Surface the air-to-air -air missiles? They don't, know it's, they don't know the Nimitz is there until it's too late, and by then, the ball is rolling so much... There's no calling off the the attack. Yep. So, December uh, morning, December seventh, the Japanese start setting in the, the the first wave of planes. The Americans are still like one Tomcat just takes us down the side. I, I don't Pearl know about itself, that. Pearl itself is still unaware because like everything. No, no. Play there's out. people playing baseball and Boy Scouts are Boy Scouts are playing baseball. And then the Nimbus just for some science fiction reason just gets teleported there. They're the only ones who are awake and on duty, and so immediately uh, the Nimbus just starts uh, shooting off uh, F-14s. You know, put up their 
There are screening forces in the air. Okay, well, I think we need they're to... They're in the path of Pearl Harbor so and they're the north. IGN. They're, like, north of the island, so yeah, the Keto Batai is coming they down. They have to come through the Nimitz before they get the, But Pearl I Harbor. think what we're missing... What is going to happen? This is 400 strike fighters against... Uh, the Nimitz would probably have a few Maybe dozen... Eight, that's what I'm saying. Thing. Like, numbers are in the Japanese favor. No matter what, the the Tomcat has what? Yeah, Maybe... No, no, wait, wait. They maybe have, what, six missiles on their plane? They don't need missiles. They're going to strafe the shit yeah. out of these okay, guys. Also, but you remember, uh, uh, we, let's just go off of a Spitfire. A Spitfire has 10 seconds of ammunition, mm -hmm. so so 10 seconds of burst. This, it's the same with it. Okay, you, you're gonna you, get there. you have you, a point. You have a point. You can shoot down. Okay, say they shoot down 50 Japanese planes. You still have 200 that are going to go past it and do the same amount of damage okay. on Pearl Harbor. Okay, okay but now, if they go after the aircraft carriers... Okay, so they get past the F-14s. and the, Okay, that's not the end of that engagement but we're just going to go off of the Japanese planes for this moment. They're continuing on the, the F-14s they being like... <laughs> they're like, we're being least, attacked by aliens! They're, they're, yes, they're, I would, they're 10 would times as fast, you know, like getting mocked too easily, and they're just like... But it still takes like 30 to 40 minutes to refit a fighter. The IGN uh, bombers and that are now in range of the Nimitz. It's just the Nimitz. It doesn't have any of its escort vessels. Okay, that's fleet, an interesting premises. So, the, but it, its phalanx still, would only do so much. It could just like in the movie Battleship, <laughs> the phalanx can oh only my God, shoot would the down. The beat them. Yeah, yeah maybe because they would. The, 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 the phalanx the can only shoot, could only take down so many projectiles. But the thing is, so you yeah. drop enough torpedoes and bombs. Every single get aircraft carrier the Japanese have in the area, if they were being targeted, they would be destroyed. Now these are the Tomcats accurate, are killing. Yeah, but, but, did, but did the Nimitz have surface down to missiles. surface yeah. missiles? Yeah, and these defense systems... I don't think the, they did. The I Nimitz don't think... point defense systems would be on point... Surface-to-air missiles, but they didn't have surface-to-surface -surface missiles to attack the, the um, but, aircraft. But even the... I mean, aircraft, they would, um, they would CVs. spool up the guns, and uh, they would they would just, like, retarget the, the, the incoming uh, uh, Japanese... But Ian, just... Oh it's too many planes. There is too many planes. Ian, it's just like when we did the thing of Midway, and we did the whole thing... We did our video on AA and all that... They're at a certain point. It's going to screw up Pearl Harbor, though. No, I it mean, will. it's not yes. going to work very it well. It might have saved Pearl Harbor, but at the end well, of the day, the Nimitz would have been more. outtaken because... Because all of a sudden, sudden radar Pearl Harbor There's 200... Like, what yeah, is going on 200 planes. Yeah, you can shoot down a whole squad making a dive bomb run, so, but I don't, you have three squads going in with two torpedo squads coming. You only have so many barrels well, to shoot. the Nimitz would also have several AWACS in the air, so they know exactly where yeah, the but zeros are. Yeah, but their ammunition is gone because they went in. They loosed all their ammunition at, I, in the very beginning no, to try and I, take them I out. I think uh, you, they, there's the like F six to eight the planes in the air. can hit, release their entire load on the incoming Japanese. Blitz back to the, yeah, the but Nimitz. Ian, it takes Remember like how 30, fast these, these With the 1980 going. U.S. Yeah, Nimitz... Yeah, but Ian, a refit takes like 30 to 45 minutes. But they have enough. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Does the U.S. Nimitz have any thermonuclear weapons? Because they had a nuclear well, drive. If, yeah, okay, well, if they have nukes, then well, what's the point of the uh, no, 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 nation? If there's a the nuke, then... Oh, it's like Hiroshima in No, no, but like, I'm wondering, does an aircraft carrier in the 1980s have any... Nuclear no, I don't weapons. think. No, no yeah. they would missiles. They would have nuclear tipped mm -hmm. missiles. It would be. Yeah, but those are low grade. That's like. Yeah, but that's that would be enough to take out the uh, whole air, the whole Japanese. But yeah, no, but like I'm, I'm literally I'm thinking because like it, honestly, without that, uh, yeah, I guess I think the numbers like they the Japanese had massed an immense amount of fighters and it's bombers. zombie. It's literally a zombie. It's, it really is. It's just 
the Namets versus the now, six fleet carriers of the Kido Botan. If, my, now, my but Japanese if there was an aircraft right battle group uh, where you had heavy, you you had the old Taikaronda and the um, nuclear ca uh, cruisers, you had the destroyers. Oh, that's, all of that AA would have just now knocked you're down just all comparing the two fleets from forty years. But that's why, like, if, yes, if the, one the more ship modern can take on a whole fleet. Yeah, maybe if you're going up I, against like a nineteenth or eighteenth century sailing fleet that had cannons, <laughs> yeah, the Tomcats could destroy them. But a world or two, it the numbers are on their side. This is a trick one because I I'm gonna put my uh, I didn't I'm gonna, think I'm gonna put I never my, I never my money down on the Nimitz. I never considered that just sheer number of the Kido Patai. It's like yeah, there's only so many bullets in those miniguns on those Tomcats. But that's what I'm saying. Like if maybe it's, it's more than a Spitfire, which had ten seconds, but versus still. six carriers. But you gotta look at what like. Also, uh, you know how hard it is yell. to hit the you know fast fielding F-14s are going? To the Kido you know how hard... No, they're F-14. They're, the Tom guys are not getting hit. They're no, no, no. I'm saying not. But just take Swordfish. You know how fast, Even, slow they were going? Imagine an F-14 trying to strafe. Just it's, a like, second, it's like a stationary target for them yeah. at that point. They're no, going. but remember the Swordfish going after the, computer um, the Italian on Navy. They were so slow the work that them. the bullets kept going in front of them. You're a Tomcat. Oh. You're aiming. The, this thing is going like... I did not think this podcast was going to be a full-blown argument about history. <laughs> I am just saying numbers wins every time numbers win. Everyone knows that. There is, just like Napoleon said, there is a quality in quantity. Yeah. Okay, um, just because I actually have to figure out how to do a clickbait title for the podcast, <laughs> and I wanted Mortal Kombat to be in Yeah, we can, we can talk Mortal Kombat. Okay, uh, for us, while we're filming this, we're going to be watching Mortal Kombat tonight. It just came out. This, is, this episode is probably going to come out weeks after, so people are like, well, it's stupid, but uh, I don't even want to say well, like predictions. Like, all the hype for Godzilla, like Godzilla came out before. Yeah, it was the same situation. Yeah. I mean, we, we all, I don't know so much about what the story is. The, predictions is like... Uh, who who do you think is gonna die? Johnny Cash. Johnny. Well, so Chuck. Johnny Cash is actually in Mortal Kombat. Apparently, uh, are we talking I, eighty years old before like he did the song Hurt? Or <laughs> oh, wait, Johnny, Johnny, Cage. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. I said Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Johnny Cash. Right after June Carter Cash, like Cash Johnny Cage. There was those few. Uh, months hey, he was very Johnny good. Cash um, in this movie would be amazing. Walk the line. Yeah, the, the, the man in black in Mortal Kombat. I I'd get on board with that. Um. <laughs> I think that obviously I, I just looking at the trailer, it's like Sub Zero must be the big enemy. I point. think uh, which well, is weird because Scorpion is usually the enemy. enemy. Scorpion was the enemy. But like it looks uh, like they're the really -hero. yeah. Uh, Scorpion's not in the original always, Mortal no, Kombat. Well, because it but wasn't the, the history explained. of Mortal Kombat games yes, has made yes. him an anti-hero now. Yeah, he is an anti-hero, and I think this Mortal Kombat it's going to be very best choice of actor uh, for him too. DC, Great choice. DC animated uh, did a. A Scorpion film uh, a few years yeah. ago and it, it, it was a great film animated film and I think the story for this one is going to be very similar and like we've already gotten that seven minute uh, preview of the movie where it's Scorpion in his village uh, with his family and Sub-Zero showing up and killing his family and that's so what basically sets Scorpion on his path that is how they've been like Doing the scorpion angle for for a while. I'm now. asking I think who, that's gonna who's going to live and who's going to die because they said that a, a few of them are going to die. And what I'm thinking now, off the top of the bat here, is my my boy Jax ain't dying. He's going to wreck somebody. Uh, he ain't dying though. Scorpion will die at the end. Really? But he's going to to die so. winning the day. 
for the I, rest of the, I don't like, think Liu so. Kang is going like Liu Kang is supposed to be you know the doesn't uh, make sense for the human cool. champion. Well, Kung Lao Liu Kang can't die. Well, actually, Kung Lao could die. Uh, are they going uh, with like him as like the father? Is Kung that still Lao a thing? Dies in the, the games uh, often enough. Because you know Kung Lao at one point was Liu Kang's Kang, dad. Liu so. Kang is going to struggle in the fight, and he'll, so um, he'll Scorpion redeem is going to. End. Scorpion's gonna be uh, changing sides. Like um, that's that's the whole thing in the story is he's Goro is dead. Yeah, but he's, oh, Goro yeah, is dead. Gonna, Doesn't his yeah. family get like frozen to death? I We're, saw that in the trailer. I think that's that the, the, the movie's video. gonna make it look like, you know, like Shang Tsung. Oh, well, it the, actually might be the same story. Shang yeah. Tsung is the the big bad, but I think it's gonna be the necromancer. Uh, what's his name again? Um, Yo, that's too many characters. Like you, you, if you're gonna put the big bad for the first movie, he's gotta be Shang Tsung. Like it's like, your brother's soul. Mine. Your soul is mine. I I agree. You know the the necromancer. The you put in the second one. Wait, wait. But the necromancer is responsible. What's the for, emperor's name? Uh, uh, big guy with the oh, fucking right. Yeah. Annihilation. Uh, Raiden's brother. I well, I mean, in that movie. Yeah. What oh not in the um, Shao Kahn in, in the game story first? Shao Kahn. Is it? I think so. Yeah, it's Shao Kahn. That, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, his character's not. Him, Shang Tsung was better. His brother is Raiden, and they're called the lesser gods, and then there's the the prime gods, which is their parents, and a strange like back uh, backstory for it. Um, Sonya Blade ain't dying. She ain't dying, and Johnny Cage. There's no. They're not. They're not going to do Johnny Cage dirty again. <laughs> But he had such a great career in the last movies. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm curious. Uh, what is Johnny Cage in this this film? Is he still an action star? Like, well, isn't that the background of his character I mean, in general? What do, what do, he, he's basically Jean-Claude who, Van Damme. Yeah. Or, like, who's doing the most action films these days? In real life. It's at the Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. So and if, Vin Diesel. If you're going to have oh, an accurate Johnny Cage character, Johnny Cage should be Dwayne Johnson. Which I mean, okay, but I know, Dwayne I mean, Johnson is bigger than Goro. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson is <laughs> gonna kill Goro with his bare hands. I, mean. I, I think that would make a movie, the, a, a pretty solid movie, though. I, 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 but I have a Johnny serious Cage. question: Is the original Mortal Kombat music gonna be in it? I haven't heard any of the came because we all have to movie. admit the one best thing from that whole movie, the first was one. just yeah. Do you know it's not just Mortal Kombat? It's Juke Joint Jezebels from KMFDM. They got Stray Bullet at one point is in the. Yeah, there's end. a bunch of uh, KMFDM. There's a few KMFDM that album, uh, and people are probably what the fuck. Is the, KMFDM? The, the album itself for uh, Mortal Kombat, like the 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 film album, like you have that. Yeah. That, Little known fact. You know that that very popular '90s techno, like. Yo, it wasn't popular. Like, but how does that not pump you up? You Everyone. hear that song, you just want to start is, punching drywall. It's like the most recognizable film song ever. Mm. If that comes up, yeah, if that song comes probably. up, immediate people, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. People from the '90s, you put that in a kid who's like 15 years old, he's gonna be like. What type of weird is, music what, is this, Granddaddy? Is this is this a Minecraft tutorial? Or I guess what a fifteen year old. <laughs> are, are, are you dissing Minecraft? Wow, I probably just killed my Gen Z audience. Because uh, Minecraft is pretty awesome. Yeah, no, Minecraft is very cool. That, well, and Dream is a well, great streamer. Saying that, that it's exciting because like Mortal Kombat was big for us as millennials, like when it came out in the nineties. 
Yeah, because we, we were, we were we playing were, the game, yeah, and that we was like cool. And we were young was... when it came out, and now it's a whole new generation gets to experience Mortal Kombat for the first and time. And then all the rest of us were and like, oh boy, Street Fighter is going to get a movie. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we got that. Well, Mortal Kombat, they've been trying to make a new movie, and it's just a new project a for it for struggle. a very long time. Uh, they had their um, the YouTube series that they did... Uh, Long time ago to build, you know, awareness for the film. Six of nine like, is going to be Sonya Blade. Eh? Yeah. Oh, really? Seven of, seven of six nine. Six of nine. Uh, that seven was nine's less productive. Freud, that was a Freudian, <laughs> a Freudian slip, actually. Seven of nine's kung fu. <laughs> so I was thinking. Her. I was thinking of another. The board couldn't contain her. <laughs> the board couldn't contain her kung fu. <laughs> oh my god, she would have been a great Sonya Blade. <laughs> Did you ever hear why she like got that job on Star Trek? Nope. Because it was the... Fr- oh my god, I don't know if I'm going to... Okay, so all the Star Treks yeah, had uh, a gimmicky woman. Her name is Jerry Ryan. By Jerry the way. Ryan, Jerry, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all the Star she Trek... She is a person. All the Star Trek for, for, uh, shows had like a generic like hot girl that, you know, sold yeah. it. And the one for that show was... You know the Latina girl who's Kling- half Klingon? Yeah, the Torres. Yeah, yeah. So she was supposed to be that... That that model there for that, but like no one was like into it no, at she's all. She's the she's half Klingon, like she's, <laughs> no, but the so, actress. She's fired. So like she's fire no one dig, no one digged it at the beginning, and they literally brought Jerry Ryan in just because they're like, okay, well we got to get these nerds, you know, hyped up. Oh god. Well, no, that was a good a good series. Like nothing uh, like a bunch of it, like, sweaty nerds. Um, the top uh, top commander on the, the ship, uh, the Voyager, was Captain uh, Janeway, and. Yeah. Uh, she was. Uh, she's perhaps one of my favorite captains. Uh, put in a scenario that no other captain in the Federation had to deal with, being eighty thousand light years away from. She Earth, also so. had many opportunities to bring her ship home. Many opportunities. Uh, we we've actually got. <laughs> yeah, and she okay, caused the whole the... series comes down to morality in that, and it's like, uh, should she have taken like in the first episode, like should she have taken the array back, but. In doing so, it would have doomed an entire planet. Yeah, but she do- how many species were doomed just from their interactions going yeah, throughout like, the way back? Like, it's... It, <laughs> at a certain uh, point, you yeah. have to start realizing, maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> that them being the Delta Quadrant was uh, more harmful. And didn't I mean, the ending with the Borg just send them back anyways? Like, yes. after everything, it just kind of like... It's a very... That's a very loaded question, and I mean... We could talk about the entire podcast. Oh, we've gone over time. I actually have to cut it. So I was like, actually, like struggling with myself. Don't, don't get started on Star Trek. To think about like just oh, do I just like Star Trek or start Stargate? up a new podcast and I say it's next week's <laughs> Star Trek or Stargate? That's a random one because Stargate. everyone says Star Trek or Star Wars. I say Star Trek or Stargate. I love them both, but I'm gonna have. Man, to go. do you guys have another forty-five minutes? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying this on the podcast we're currently doing. <laughs> we'll go to we go. Join us next time. Part one on or part two. The absolutely edit, next week's edit, podcast edit. that isn't just filmed yeah. after this one. This is the end of part one. We'll do part two. Don't don't say part two, goddammit. So this has been Speakeasy Episode 5, and Speakeasy Episode 6 absolutely isn't us just talking again for 45 minutes at the same time as uh, this week. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay. Bye.